Think about times that time isn't really real. It's just your point of view. How does it feel for you? Einstein said he could never understand it all. Welcome to turning hard times into good times with your host, Jay Taylor. This hour will help investors fix issues and achieve personal gain. Now, here's your host, Jay Taylor. Welcome back to turning hard times into good times. I'm your host, Jay Taylor, and I want to thank our sponsors for the third hour of today's show. Uh, They are Gold Bullion Development, Crocodile Gold, uh, North Atlantic Resources, Athabasca Uranium, Gold and Minerals, Western Pacific, and Focus metals. Well, uh, Roger, uh, before we get back to Jeff, uh, Roger, you were just saying that gold and maybe silver has broken out. You want to comment on the market side? Well, what, uh, what's as, happened, Jay, is gold and silver in Chicago and New York, they closed at 1.30, and uh, uh, t- our time right now is 106 mm-hmm. on the West Coast, so it's probably 4.30 there. The after-hours electronic traders went after it. And what they did was they drove gold up to a new high of 1435.60, which is uh, that's a brand new high price for gold uh, ever. Uh, the previous was 1433.50, and uh, we're about two and a half, two two dollars and sixty cents above that. So uh, apparently there was either some more news we're not aware of because we've been on the radio or. Uh, the after-hours traders see a trend and they're jumping on it. There is a very large trend on the daily chart. It's straight up. All right. Well, that's interesting. Um, so maybe we are breaking out. Roger, you were talking a little earlier on the show today about the possibility of breaking out uh, to new highs and lots of lots of blue sky up there, it would seem. Well, uh, Jeff, uh, getting back to you now on this, uh, on this topic of gold and um, the endless amounts of money that's being created. You had a very interesting blog, a very interesting article uh, on your website recently talking about uh, some guys that went off to Alaska looking for gold uh, and you know the pitiful amount of, of, of gold that they, for all of their efforts, they came back with. Could you just uh, talk to our listeners a little bit about that? Yes, absolutely. I wrote about this on our blog. Our blog, by the way, is free if anyone's interested on dollarvigilante.com slash blog. And you can just put your email address and we'll send that to you every day. But basically, I wrote about it a few times on our blog now because I really, uh, I really think this show embodies uh, uh, all the best reasons why gold is such a good money. For those who haven't seen it, it's, uh, it was about a dozen uh, men from Oregon who have all been down on their luck due to mostly uh, all the problems caused by the U.S. government and the central bank, and so they've lost their jobs in real estate caused by the the, the credit bubble in real estate, and, and some of them have, uh, their businesses have gone under. And they pooled their money together and decided to go up to Alaska with about $250,000. They sold their houses. They went up to Alaska and decided to try to mine for gold. And it's really just uh, its a funny show to watch. I say funny, but it's actually kind of sad because these guys are literally working all day, all night, up in the cold in Alaska, getting chased around by bears. Half the guys have already almost died from either getting crushed by equipment or by bears or from beaver fever. And... Um, but I think the real interesting point is they spent about four months up in Alaska, spent about $250,000, and at the end of it all, the amount of gold that they had found was about, I believe, 8 to 10 ounces of gold worth about $10,000, maybe a little bit more. So they lost $240,000, spent four months of their lives up there, almost got killed, 
some of them were almost ended up divorced because of all the problems up there, and and in the end, uh, that's all they could they they could find was eight to ten ounces of gold. And the reason I brought it up on my blog is I said it's so the disparity between reality and what goes on in these central banks is so great. Ben Bernanke, who sits at Washington National Games, uh, slurping ice cream, riding around in limousines, getting his beard trimmed, can overnight create millions of ounces of gold in dollars. He can create $600 billion worth of money uh, out of nothing. And, and that's just his latest attempt at QE2, which is another one of his Keynesian uh, laboratory experiments, which he thinks somehow by printing money he can actually help an economy, which in actuality it does the exact opposite. It actually mm-hmm. destroys the economy. Uh, but the point of the whole thing was that uh, these guys go up there and work their butts off for half a year, almost all die, and they end up with about $10,000 worth of gold, whereas Ben Bernanke overnight can create basically the equivalent of about 10 million ounces of gold just by pressing a switch. Mm. And uh, it just it just so uh, shows the reason why gold is such a good money, and the reason is because it's so hard to find. It is a precious metal, as uh, your uh, earlier guest mentioned. It can fit mm-hmm. within uh, basically a block of forty yards or twenty yards by twenty yards, I believe. Yeah. It's very small. Yeah. Very small. Uh, that, that's the total amount of gold ever mined in the history of the planet. And that's the reason why gold is such a good money. It's because you can't just create it out of nothing. Because the number one thing you want out of a money is that it cannot be just added to and added to. Because when you start to just create money out of nothing, they, they say it's a stimulus, but it's not a stimulus. What it does is it actually distorts all the price signals across the economy. And that's what we've seen now for decades and decades is they put it into the dot-com bubble, which I got trapped into at one point. And then mm-hmm. after that, they said, we'll print a whole bunch more money, and that'll save us. And that created the U.S. real estate bubble. And then that collapsed. And then in 2008, they said, oh, we have to save us from that. Now we have to go into quantitative easing. We have to bring the price of money down to nothing and print up tons of it, and this will save everyone. But it doesn't. All it does is create other bubbles and actually destroys wealth because – as this money comes into the system, people believe it actually is real money, and they think, oh, the economy is healthy. So they go and they try to provide things to the economy, such as they did in the real estate market when they built all sorts of row housing in Nevada and Florida. And now we see what happens. As soon as that money gets taken away, that entire uh, part of the sector collapses, and all that wealth gets destroyed. It gets completely destroyed. And we've gone through this uh, same... Uh, business cycle now over and over to the point where the U.S. has become basically impoverished. It's the most indebted country now in the world. And uh, people think that jobs are leaving to go to China because of uh, free trade and that sort of thing. But basically, the reason jobs are leaving is because the economy has been completely destroyed. There's no reason for any company to expand in the U.S. right now. The the U.S. government's uh, GDP figures are all completely imaginary. They're all uh, based upon their completely imaginary CPI or their, their so-called inflation uh, index, which, mm-hmm. is, uh, which is nowhere near reality. They say right now it's at exactly. 1%. Well, all of the world's uh, food and energy and every single thing you would ever want to buy is up 20 to 200% in the last two months, and then the CPI is up 1%, and that's what they base the GDP on. The actual U.S. GDP has been in a depression since 2000, if you actually use real inflation numbers. Yeah, it's a, and and we've had economist uh, John Williams on this show, who who does uh, tremendous good work uh, in terms of enlightening people as to the uh, the fictitious nature of the of the U.S. government's uh, numbers. There are statistics that are really uh, that really downplay inflation and you know probably make unemployment look less less uh, less problematic than it really is. So there's lots of games being played. And speaking of games being played. Now, I'm just thinking about Roger's talking about the gold breaking out after the New York markets, uh, after, after the U.S. markets close. Uh, games are played, I've believed all along, long before the Gold Antitrust Action Committee was created, that in fact uh, government spins uh, on gold. There is, a, there is, a, there is a, a lot of spin and a lot of propaganda 
related to gold. Uh, do, do you buy, Jeff, the notion uh, of the Gold Antitrust Action Committee that the price of gold has been manipulated over a number of years by central bankers and by governments? Absolutely, it has. You actually brought it up earlier in the show about Italy uh, re uh, uh, quantifying their gold reserves, bringing it from forty dollars per ounce to uh, whatever it is today, fourteen hundred plus per yeah. ounce. Mm-hmm. That right mm-hmm. there is a manipulation. It's, sure. What what other asset would you ever leave on your balance sheet and say it's at the price level it was at forty years ago? Nothing mm-hmm. but gold. Uh, Basically, governments have uh, uh, an interest in making sure gold is is, uh, kept down as much as possible because gold is the last linkage we have to free market money. And uh, they have every single interest in the world to try to keep that down. And now that said, I actually met Bill Murphy for the first time in Phoenix where we were just at. And uh, I had an actually excellent conversation with him, and I really support what he's doing. But that said... I don't worry too much about the government manipulation of the gold market. And the reason is is because I have faced that, uh, well, I actually believe and know just from seeing what is going on, that all of these artificial edifices they've constructed will collapse. Uh, anything non-free market will eventually collapse. And we're watching in, in live in real time, and with gold just spiking today again, we're watching in real time their fiat currency central banking system collapse. And uh, whether they've manipulated or not, and of course they manipulated it, they've manipulated every single way they can. Uh, with, uh, you know, every way that they can they do. But it doesn't really even matter because in the end, uh, the free market will win out. And that was what America was founded upon, was free markets and liberty. And, and, and that is the strongest, most powerful thing in the world. And uh, no, the Soviet Union collapsed, they tried to do communism. Now the U.S. is trying their own brand of socialism, which mm-hmm. is almost the same as communism, really. Absolutely. And, and uh, it's going to collapse as well. And uh, so okay. I don't actually worry too much about the manipulation, although I know it definitely, obviously exists. Jeff, thank you so much. We are out of time. We're going to have you back for sure. You have so many things to talk about. Your uh, website, tell our listeners again before we say goodbye for now. What is it? Yeah, it's dollarvigilante.com. That's dollar, V-I-G-I-L-A-N-T-E.com. And you can just put your email address right on our website, and uh, we'll send you our daily blogs. And if you'd like to subscribe, it's just $25 a month. And we have a 90-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't like it, just cancel it. You'll get your money back. You can't lose. You can't lose on that. And, folks, there are are a a lot of free stuff there. The blog is free, as Jeff told us. Uh, Don't go away. We're going to come right back with Ted Ohashi and Barry Morgan. We're going to talk about an exciting uh, Internet stock in a way, investmentpitch.com. It's a company that is uh, purveying information for investors that I think you may want to listen to and learn more about. So don't go away. We'll be right back with Ted Ohashi and Barry Morgan. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Crocodile Gold Corp. is a new gold producer with Bite. With operating gold mines in the Northern Territory of Australia, Crocodile Gold produced 82,000 ounces of gold in 2010. Crocodile Gold has significant exploration upside on its expansive land package of 2,500 square kilometres. Please visit our website at www.crocgold.com for more information. Don't let this snappy opportunity pass by. Brigus Gold is a growing gold producer with expected production of about 85,000 ounces of gold this year from its Black Fox mine in the Timmins Gold District in Canada. Next door to Black Fox, Brigus has the exciting Gray Fox Pike River Gold Project. Brigus is also advancing its Gold Fields Project in Saskatchewan, Canada, and its promising exploration projects in Mexico and the Dominican Republic. All of its gold assets are in low-risk operating jurisdictions. Consider Brigus as your gold investment choice. Brigus is listed on the MX and TSX under the symbol BRD. Dasha Capital is offering the world's first and only corporate stockpile of rare earth minerals, giving investors the ability to participate in the physical ownership of these critical elements without the associated mining and execution risk. 
Rare earth elements are used in many industries, from aerospace and automotive to high-tech and green-tech. Dasha Capital is listed on the TSX.V in Toronto under the symbol DAC and on the OTCQX in the U.S. under symbol DCHAF. Please visit www.dashacapital.com to learn more. That's D-A-C-H-A-Capital.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Welcome to the human race. Some kind of love and ride. I'll be sliding down, I'll be gliding down. Try not to try too hard. It's just a love and ride. You're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, taylor at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back to Turning Hard Times into Good Times. I'm really pleased to have with me Barry Morgan and Ted Ohashi of a new and up-and-coming company called Investment Pitch, investmentpitch.com. I would invite you to go to that site and, and see what's there. There's, if you're interested in investing, and I would guess that a large percentage of you are investors, um, that, you, that you would find a lot of interesting things there. And Investment Pitch... Uh, dot com. I am involved with it as an investor, also on the advisory board of investmentpitch.com. And I've invited Barry Morgan and Ted Ohashi to come on with us today to explain more about investmentpitch.com. And Ted uh, has been on this show before and expect uh, will be on, on a regular basis on this show to talk about investment ideas. Ted is a former analyst, uh, securities analyst in uh, in Canada, and Barry Morgan has been an investor and stockbroker for many years. Welcome, both of you, Barry and Ted, to Turning Hard Times into Good Times. Yeah, hi, Jay. Thanks for having us today. Well, really good to have you guys. Uh, you're both talking to me from Vancouver, which is one of my favorite favorite places on earth, at least when it's not raining. It's the most beautiful place, one of the most beautiful places. So um, we, well, we're having a good day here in New York, too. The sun is out, and we're getting warmer temperatures. The snow is all gone now, so things are not all that bad here. Well, let's just get right into what is an investment pitch, and what is the purpose of this company? I don't know. Barry, if you want to maybe lead on with that one. Yes, it's a financial website platform. We spent about three years building it, and you know, probably two of the worst years we could have, but we managed to survive, and uh, we deliver a video-driven format to, to the marketplace. And so this video format would, uh, would allow investors to understand uh, press releases, understand companies and what they're doing. Is that, is that the notion? The idea is to help investors get a better handle on, on what's going on with their investments? Yeah, we feature educational videos, and as you know, we're uh, doing a lot of focus lately on uh, interviews. Mm-hmm. And our newest product, which we call a video news alert, uh, we, we take a company's news release and uh, break it down to about a three-minute video, and uh, we distribute that internationally. So what you're doing then is providing the, the, the key points in that, uh, in that news release that people would otherwise have to sit down behind a desk and read. You're going to provide like bullet points or highlights so that the people get the necessary information out of that. Out of that uh, well, actually, we enhance it to, to quite a degree, Jay. As mm-hmm. you know, uh, you've probably read uh, hundreds of thousands of news releases in your career, and they get pretty boring, and they talk about properties and projects and things like that. And we, we go in there, and we go to the company's website, and they're 430101, and uh, we dig up all the information we need to add to it. So we can show mm-hmm. maps of where they are. We can show their mm-hmm. products. Uh, we can even show video clips with, with mm-hmm. within our video. Okay. Well, that certainly does help and make things more interesting. If you can put, uh, as they say, a picture is worth a thousand words, and you have rolling pictures that accompany the the facts that come out, that certainly is more fun to to watch something like that than to have to struggle through. And yes, I have read, I don't know of hundreds of thousands, but certainly thousands of press releases um, and news releases over over my career because, uh, well, I've not I've not been born just yesterday, so I've been around for a while. Uh, what does? So let me ask you though. So that is what investment pitch brings to the market that's new. 
uh, I guess, is this notion of using the latest technologies, the video tech, video technologies, audio technologies, the ability to pull in from remote parts of the world, uh, which you can do. Um, I guess all of those things. That's what makes investment pitch unique, and and that's one question. And uh, and the second question then is, uh, is there anyone else doing this? Is, is this a how competitive is this business? I haven't found I anybody that's doing the same thing on the news lease side that we are. Now, we can take that news release and within 15, 20 minutes have a, a video produced and, and start on distributing our own news release with that video in it. You know, and we mm-hmm. distribute it uh, you know, on our site. Uh, of course, we have a YouTube channel, as everybody does. Uh, we have a Reuters site. We put it up there where it goes to their institutional subscribers. It, it just gets uh, basically spread everywhere. Yeah, one of the, uh, the real differences between investmentpitch.com and the other websites is we, we feature distribution. I mean, it's one thing to make a video, but if nobody sees it, then the message doesn't get out there. With our uh, videos, we offer distribution as well. And, and as Barry said, it's, it's international distribution. So um, not only is the message out there, people are seeing it. Yes, distribution is obviously is very important. Uh, you know, I can set up a website, and if nobody goes there, I can I can put a video on it. Uh, what good does that do? So it's eyeballs. How do you bring eyeballs? Maybe you can talk to us a little bit. You do have a key connection with Reuters. Could you talk about that for a minute, maybe, uh, Barry? Uh, yes, as I, as I said, we put it up on a Reuters site. It's called uh, Project Insider, and mm-hmm. it's uh, it's offered to their six hundred thousand plus uh, financial subscribers. So they can mm-hmm. go in there and pick the type of category they want. And to the best of our knowledge, we're about the only one putting small, mid-cap type of information up there. And mm-hmm. we've often been told that you know our stuff has more legs than the other stuff they have. The other stuff is more market-related and you know gets dated pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know a, you know a good imp- interview of a company president uh, has value for some period of time. Yeah, and they it's... they love the uh, interview series. Uh, you know, face the analyst that you did, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. James. Yeah, they, I might just tell our listeners that uh, they you can go to investmentpitch.com and see a number of interviews that I did with uh, mostly in the mining. Well, all, they were all mining companies, actually, uh, mostly gold mining companies. There was uh, there was a couple of other non non gold mining companies up there, uh, and and these are companies that are that take a number of years to evolve in many cases to build their wealth. And so the story, it's not. It, it, this is a little bit different than what you also do, though, at Investment Pitch. You also provide timely news information. Uh, Barry, as you were just saying, you can, within a few minutes, can go out and create news, but put pictures with that news and allows people to really understand and, and get a handle on uh, in an entertaining way, in a way that's fun. Um, let me ask you, though, uh, Ted, uh, or maybe Barry, either of you, whoever wants to pick up on this question, but it's basically very pretty labor intensive though because as i understand it what you have to do is Barry, and it's you a lot right now you have to go out there and you know absorb one of these press releases and then pick out the key points and then uh you have uh, you know somebody reading it in or at least talking about it and pulling it together that's quite labor intensive this is, as I understand it, one of the reasons you are going to go public pretty soon, raising some capital, because you need more people to to serve this market. Is that right? Yes, that, that's right, Jay. It's, but fortunately, after 45 years in the business, I can go through a news release and pick out the, the pertinent things pretty quickly. And I have a couple of good girls here uh, working with me, and one of them I just say, you know, go to their site, and these are the things I want. She puts together the presentation, you know, in uh, 10, 15 minutes herself. And then we turn it over to Tara, who uh, who puts it up on the teleprompter and does the script with it. So it's, it, 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 we can turn them over pretty quickly. But as Ted yeah. said, uh, you know, we we definitely need more people to uh, to bring in more content for us. Right, exactly. And you've had 45 years. Uh, you have that experience. You need to have other people coming in. So you are going to be raising capital. You are planning to go public, and there is. Uh, a public, uh, there is an offering for accredited investors right now. Uh, Ted, could you perhaps talk about that? Uh, sure. Well, uh, perhaps Barry could, but but it's, or Barry, uh, okay. It's a it's a private placement offering uh, in Canada here. And uh, um, Barry, why don't you explain the details? Yeah, well, yeah, we're doing some uh, ten cent units, Jay, and we're raising mm-hmm. up to uh, three hundred thousand dollars that way by doing up to mm-hmm. three million uh, units. 
mm-hmm. and they'll have a half a warrant attached to them uh, so they can exercise at 25 cents. Oh. And okay. we're following that up with a uh, prospectus and taking public in Canada. At least that's our intention. We've, uh, mm-hmm. We have most of the prospectus finished already. We just have to get a little bit more auditor statements done and some, uh, some lawyers to look it over, and then we're going to apply for a listing in Canada. You you know, have... everybody, everybody says, well, you know, why are you going to take a company that... Uh, like this, it'll be you know quite lucrative within a year or two public. And you know, the answer I always give them is I want a symbol attached to my news releases all the time. You know, uh-huh. if I'm putting out uh, you know a minimum of five news releases a day, I like to have our corporate symbol on them all the time. How people you, find them? Yeah, no doubt that will that will definitely uh, help your the business side of you know to help your business and help people identify. Let me ask you: Do you have some sense? You have some revenues now. Uh, I believe you're maybe close to breaking even, but uh, could you just give us an idea of what you think this company can do relative to the ten cents shares that, uh, units that people might be purchasing? Can can the company get to ten cents a share in earnings somewhere down the road, two, three, four, five years down the road? Can it earn more than that? What do you think it has the potential to do? And we'd underscore the word potential because. You know, you never know until you get out there and do it. But what what are your thoughts on that? Well, Ted and I crunched over numbers for for many months over the winter, and uh, we came up with uh, an earnings per share this year of two cents, mm. six cents next year, and that's growing to fifty cents a share by two thousand and fifteen. Mm. And that's before we really got some some foothold with this new video news release product we have. So mm-hmm. we'll probably have to go back and uh, readdress those numbers because it's looking pretty exciting. Well, okay, so you do that. If you have that kind of success, isn't it likely to, to invite competition into the max? I mean, is there, any, is there any reason? Is it just a matter of having a lead time over the competition? Or what, what could give you a secure footing to, be, you know, to do really well? Because I could see competition coming in to eat away at those profits. Uh, that, that's certainly possible, but it is such a huge market, Jay. You know, as you uh-huh. as you know by the number of companies you've covered over the years. You know, on, on the small and mid cap side side alone, there's over fifteen thousand companies in uh, North America. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, we'd be happy to have competition taken on some of those because we certainly couldn't handle them all. Yeah. Well, the other it, it thing, Jay, looks- in, in the uh, um, technology uh, industry is it's to maintain your advantage. So we mm-hmm. have an advantage right now. Uh, the company's been operating for about three years, and you know we're we're not sitting on our laurels. We're moving ahead, uh, and if, if we keep moving ahead, and other people start up, they're always going to be behind us. Yeah, well, it, it certainly does sound uh, like an interesting story. Obviously, I'm in. I have a vested interest in saying that I am an investor. I uh, should disclose that I am also uh, benefiting uh, in a business sense because the videos that I shot uh, would invite people again to go to uh, investmentpitch.com to watch those because I think there's some really exciting companies uh, there uh, for some investment ideas. Um, obviously, you know I have I have a vested interest and I'm optimistic that uh, that this is a good opportunity. Again, uh, maybe just for the sake of our listeners, you could uh, you could tell uh, our listeners what. Uh, define an accredited investor in Canada or in the U.S.? Well, we look at somebody that has $300,000 family uh, income, income in a year. That's a husband and wife mm-hmm. combined. Mm-hmm. Or or a million dollars in assets. Mm-hmm. So, it's an either-or okay. thing. You know, I'm I think they brought this in 20 years ago. That seemed to be a, a pretty big number, and they haven't revised it since. Yeah, yeah. There's, uh, there's a lot more people that meet those thresholds now than did uh, 10, 10 or 20 years ago, that's for sure. Well, that is uh, basically all the time we have for now. Uh, Ted um, and Barry, thank you so much for coming on with me. Uh, we'll look forward to having you guys back on to update us on Investment Pitch. And Ted, I expect to have you back on the show on a fairly regular basis uh, to talk about some of your investment ideas and the markets in general. Thanks a lot, both of you. Uh, folks, don't go away. We've got uh, Chen Lin and Roger Wiegand scheduled to come back Uh, with us uh, after the break. Don't go away. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. 
Barkerville Gold Mines, BGM on the TSX.V, is focused on the exploration and development of its gold projects in the historic Caribou Gold Fields in British Columbia. Barkerville's mineral tenure now encompasses over 111,000 hectares, covering the 60-kilometer-long by 20-kilometer-wide geological belt and includes seven past-producing mines and two of Barkerville's own proposed open-pit mines, currently in the permitting process. Barkerville recently announced the acquisition of the QR mine and 900-ton-per-day QR mill. Barkerville Gold began mining operations in February of 2010 and is expecting to produce 50,000 ounces in its first full year of mining. Crocodile Gold Corp. is a new gold producer with bite. With operating gold mines in the Northern Territory of Australia, Crocodile Gold produced 82,000 ounces of gold in 2010. Crocodile Gold has significant exploration upside on its expansive land package of 2,500 square kilometres. Please visit our website at www.crocgold.com for more information. Don't let this snappy opportunity pass by. Want to know more about how you can turn financial losses from the most devastating stock market and economic decline since the 1930s into wealth and prosperity? A successful strategy for dealing with adversity requires a proper diagnosis of the causes and solutions to underlying problems. By applying rarely taught Austrian economic theory to policies implemented by our policymakers, Jay Taylor has been able to triple the value of his model portfolio since 2000, while the stock market has been in the worst bear market in decades. At MiningStocks.com, Jay and his associates provide a framework for turning the pains of the current bear market and recession into investment gains. Jay is a frequent radio and TV guest and speaker at investment conferences where he shares his highly profitable Austrian economic insights at a time when most people are seeing their 401ks become 201ks or worse. He is available to share his rare profit-making insights via radio, TV, and public speaking engagements. To profit from Jay's insights, call 718-457-1426 or visit MiningStocks.com to subscribe to his profitable newsletters. Solid and Gold is focused on the exploration and development of its wholly owned Showindo Gold Project in Peru. The company is currently undertaking the largest exploration program to date on the property and with this, expects to continue increasing its current mineral resource. A preliminary assessment was completed last year, highlighting a very positive and economical project, and a bankable feasibility study is currently underway. Don't miss this great opportunity to embark on an emerging gold production story. Visit www.solidan.com to learn more the business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network welcome to the human race some kind of love and run i'll be sliding down i'll be gliding down try not to try too hard you're listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with your host, Jay Taylor. If you have a question or comment about today's show, Jay would love to hear from you at 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send an email to questionsfortaylor at gmail.com. That's questions, the number four, taylor at gmail.com. Now, back to our program. Welcome back uh, to Turning Hard Times into Good Times. Uh, I have with me today my two partners, uh, Roger Wiegand and Chen Lin. Uh, they, are both, uh, they both write excellent newsletters. Uh, Chen Lin is, uh, what is Chen buying? What is Chen selling? And Roger Wiegand writes Trader Tracks. Uh, Roger's is a weekly letter. Uh, and Chen's is a, uh, a letter that comes out whenever there is something important that he thinks you need to know about, uh, buy, sell recommendations, situational alerts. And I should also mention, Roger also provides uh, situational alerts or buy and sell orders, uh, buy and sell recommendations uh, for primarily in the commodities markets, but also picks up some stocks here and there along the way. So both of these services uh, are excellent, and we would invite you to try them. We do, as we remind you every week, have a first-time, one-time-only trial, a lower-priced trial uh, for you to try. Uh, Chen Lin is $39 to try his for one month, and Roger Wiegand is $49 for one month. And you can get actually get three months of my letter 
uh, for $59 trial. And you can call Claudio Bossi in our office in New York, in Queens, New York, at 718-457-1426, 718-457-1426. Or uh, any time of the day or night, you can go to our website at miningstocks.com. That's miningstocks.com, and just sign up directly for those trials as well as our regular service. Well, uh, today we've seen the markets uh, really uh, come to life. We had uh, some a lot of very exciting things going on. In fact, our, our uh, main guest today, Damon Vickers, cut uh, the time short that he had with us because he said, "On a day like this, I just can't be afford. I can't afford to be away from the markets. I can't afford to be talking to you all this time." So we're hoping to get Damon back sometime in the future to talk more in depth about his book called The Day After the Dollar Crashes. But we do have Roger Wiegand and Chan Lin with us. Uh, and I think I'm going to turn to you first, Roger. Talk to us a little bit about gold. Uh, you were talking earlier in the show today when you were on. Gold was up, bumping its head up against key resistances. And then after the official markets closed in the U.S., uh, gold traded then uh, broke out above those resistance, resistance levels. Talk to our listeners about that, if you would, please. Sure will, Jay. The, uh, the old high for gold, I should say the old recent high, last couple of months was $1,433.50. Uh, from that time until just today, the last couple of days, uh, gold price had been considerably lower Today, gold on the Middle Eastern news, in my view, did a breakout. It opened today at $1,411. The high today was $1,435.60, which is $2.50 and a half roughly higher than the, than the recent high we just discussed. Uh, right now, after hours, <clears throat> April gold is $1,434 even, and that $1,334 even is above the 1433.40. So we're one dollar higher than the old high, and it's it the close did hold, and it, it did go higher. So what it looks like now is we're in new ground. We're in new pricing. We're in new high gold prices. I have not had a chance to check further out contracts like June and December, but based on what happened, I'm sure they're going to be much higher. Uh, silver mm -hmm. today, 3400. Uh, Excuse me, thirty-four dollars and sixty-nine cents. The high was thirty-four seventy-two. It too did broke through to new highs, so I, I think we're going to a new level. Very interesting, Roger. And I'm I'm reminded when you talk about you said in your view it's the Middle East conflicts that are causing gold to to rise as they have, and that reminds me, Chen, of of something we talked about before we went on the air. You were telling us that in fact. Uh, uh, that the freezing of assets by uh, of all these dictators may have something to do with it, uh, with gold's rise. Would you care to comment on that, Ken? Yes. Um, what I heard from from my source is uh, um, all the dictators in the mid in the Middle East are very concerned because we're freezing Libya's assets very very quickly. Okay, and then when you know supposedly when those dictators needed most, and all the assets were frozen. So I think there could be a tendency that for those dictators to, instead of putting that in some fund or some assets in the U.S. or around the world, actually just change them to gold. Okay, they can keep gold, uh, which is a very portable asset, and then they can use any time they want to. So there could be a, a huge move into gold uh, coming because uh, I can see, you know, and also from my sources, uh, those dictators are very, very concerned. Yeah. Well, it would make a certain amount of sense. In the old days, um, a lot of these guys would put their money in Switzerland, and now the U.S. has, has put pressure on Switzerland, basically, uh, you know, forcing the banks to open up their books and 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 show the United States who, who you know, who's hiding. I mean, they're, they're going after American citizens that might be looking to to hide income or hide money away from the IRS, but they're looking at dictators. So it seems as though the U.S. Uh, has has got you know a country like Switzerland that was supposed to be a neutral country. Uh, it more and more is looking less neutral and almost forced to reveal uh, what what you know what it used to be completely private. And so that that would make some sense, Chen. That the, these guys would you know if they're freezing their assets, they don't want to put they don't want to put their their money uh, in currency in banks. So they'll just keep 
real money. The time, you know, time the markets have chosen, of course, gold and silver as money. Roger, I'd like to switch to oil. Uh, talk to us about uh, the uh, about the oil prices today. Of course, the Middle East is being blamed for higher oil prices. Where where is oil today? Uh, you talked earlier in the show about that, but where where is the oil? Uh, where's oil trading at now? The April gold futures, Jay, they're trading over a hundred dollars now at a hundred dollars and sixty-one cents. And if you look at the after-hours percentage change, uh, oil really did go up higher than gold and silver did, despite the nice moves they had. The percentage of increase on oil is 3.7 percent. Uh, that's three dollars and sixty-one cents on the change today. The open was way back at uh, ninety-seven dollars. And now we're at $100.57. So the trading range today was extraordinarily high. It was $4.32 in the trading range. Hmm. When you get a dollar, dollar and a half in oil, that's a pretty good day. So obviously oil is reflective of these problems that we're seeing. Another guide that you want to look at is the spread difference in prices between New York oil and Brent crude. Brent crude being the preferred uh, crude oil for making unleaded gasoline. Mm -hmm. Typically, in recent times, it's been five or six, maybe seven dollars difference on the spread with the premium going to Brent. Right now, it's fifteen dollars, and I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that Libya is a large provider of the premium sweet light which they use to make gasoline. It's really interesting. I noticed um, the the talk about the U.S. and the U.K. Uh, enforcing a no-fly zone over Libya. Any thoughts on that from, from either of you? Well, I would say, Jay, that the reason they're doing that is uh, they're scared to death that Gaddafi, who's got a few screws loose, as we know, is going to attack his own people and, and murder them. He's already done some of that, and I think that the U.K. and, and America are trying to stop it. And if they can keep Libyan jets out of the sky, uh, that would that would remove the idea that uh, Gaddafi could either machine gun or bomb his own people using airplanes. Well, I would uh, wouldn't think that Gaddafi would have too much ability to to harm us in in the U.S. or uh, even even Israel. But but I'm not an expert in this area. Uh, Chen, you're concerned though, aren't you, about these rising oil prices? Uh, talk to us about your concern. Are you? Uh, about the uh, the rising oil prices, you're worried that it might choke off the the global economy. Is that it? Yes, um, I'm quite concerned. I mean, as I mentioned in my letter, and then uh, I think last week, last time we were here, um, the 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 thing is, uh, if oil really going higher, out of control. I mean, technically, Roger probably can speak better than I do. If it's break out here, and you take how much agriculture commodity and other commodity has moved. The oil can move a lot more. I mean, oil has been around 70 to 80 for a very long time. Now this move uh, technically is a breakout, and then traders are talking to you know take out the old 147 high to 150, even 200. <laughs> if that happens, we're going to double dip recession for sure. That's a concern. Then 2011 will be a replay of 2008. That's something mm. I'm very afraid of. Mm-hmm. Earlier in the year, I know, Chen, you were, uh, as we wound to a close in 2010, your thoughts were at that time that 2011 should be a pretty good year, maybe even part of 2012. Are you starting to have second thoughts because of this oil, uh, because of the oil price and some of the geopolitical issues around the world? Yeah, exactly. That's one. And also the China seems start to, there's some turning. I can see the real estate market really start to turn. If you know that real estate has been the key of the Chinese story, and you know, all these demand construction, all these are related. You know the government tax revenue. How did they build all these uh, new high-speed rail? How the subway? All these come from the housing market. You know it's like a money printer. If that's really mm-hmm. turn, that's also it's another concern. So so yeah, I'm concerned. You know I, as I mentioned in my newsletter, you know I have a pretty good year so far. I mean time to be cautious. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, you were mentioning, I know you have some excellent stock picks. Uh, you have uh, some oil stocks, a couple of them that I purchased as well. Your point was that they can do just fine at 60 or 70 or $80 oil, but once you get much over that, then you start to uh, start to have some kickback, uh, some uh, blowback, if you will. Uh, what about uh, the shares, Roger? How do the how do the indexes look on the gold and silver shares now? Are we looking? Uh, are they looking? Are you there, Roger? Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. The gold and yeah, can you can you talk maybe a little bit about the gold and silver shares? I don't know if you've got. Uh, you know, one of the charts there that might talk well, to Well, I the, got reports earlier. I don't have anything open right now, Jay, but uh, the two or three of our favorites were up 10, 11 percent today. Uh, mm -hmm. Generally, I think uh, the shares are reflective of the gold and silver prices. Uh, the key point when looking at stocks, and this does reflect on gold and silver shares, watch the NASDAQ uh, Composite 100, or the NASDAQ Index 100, I should say, uh, I want to see it stay above 2250, and it has. It's 23 and change right now. It did sell off about 45 points today, and I've been watching it very carefully because I don't want to see it go under 2250. That is major support for the NASDAQ. The NASDAQ is leading, the leading indicator for all stock indexes, and it also proved, has proven to be a leading indicator for the uh, gold and silver stocks. So hmm. far, so good. I think we're fine. I would suspect that between now and the middle of the month, uh, the uh, HUI, the GDX, and our other XAU are all going to be higher. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Roger, are you there? I'm here. Okay, I'm, I'm just not here. Okay, so uh, so technically then things are looking pretty constructive. Chen, I'd like to switch back to you. A couple of comments you made about China. China's... Uh, China's having some inflationary problems, are they not now? And 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 what is that going to mean for um, in terms of monetary policy in China? Yeah, China has a lot of inflation, and uh, right now uh, it's a pretty big inflation problem. Uh, basically, the uh, uh, the money you know in the bank, the saving, the interest rate is lower than inflation rate, so you get a negative uh, inflation. And Chinese people has a very high savings. So uh, before they put a lot of uh, asset into real estate. Now real estate really looks like going to slow down. The government determined to to pop the bubble because they say you know it will be much worse down the road. They rather pop it here. Hmm. Then the, you're looking at a massive amount of money. Where do they go? Um, there seems to be a trend I've been observing uh, since Chinese New Year. Usually at Chinese New Year, uh, gold actually will peak, okay, after Chinese New Year start to seasonal week, you know, six months until, you know, summer. But there was a strong buying of uh, physical gold and silver in China uh, right after Chinese New Year. And uh, there's a huge shortage of gold right now. Imagine China is the largest gold producer in China. I mean, in the world. China is the largest gold producer, and there are gold shortage. So that's, that's something very significant. So are you hearing, uh, Chen, are you hearing reports from China that people are having trouble getting their delivery of their gold when they buy it? Yes, Chinese people always <laughs> want it physical, okay, because uh, gold and silver was a currency in China for thousands of years. So basically, uh, people just take a piece of gold and silver, they go to the shop to buy stuff. That was true for thousands of years. So when they want to go, they want the physical gold, physical silver, I heard there's a two or three week wake time, uh, okay, and then all the gold shops are fighting uh, for, you know, for a location from refinery. As soon as the gold is, you know, produced, I mean, it's minted, <laughs> okay, a uh, gold bar minted from refinery, there's a big fight to, to get them from the, uh, from the gold shop. So mm -hmm. there are also rumors that I heard that cannot confirm that the people are looking for GLD delivery. They want to deliver on gold on GLD, so that may be easier to get gold instead of getting bagging the refinery to get gold. Interesting. Well, I guess it's possible to take deliveries at GLD. I wasn't aware of that, but I, I learned that recently. Um, yeah, so th this is also what we're hearing with respect to silver. And Roger, you talked about silver. It looks like it is really on a tear now. Silver, just talk to us again earlier in the show, you took it, for those who might not have heard the earlier part of the show, talk to us a little bit about the charts on silver, Roger, if you could right now. 
Well, silver did a breakout today, just like gold did. It opened at uh, 3390 and uh, the high price today was 3472 uh, The trading range was up $0.93. Cents. Now, both gold and silver are firmly above, after in after-hours trading, the, the two recent highs. So there's no question that it's going to go a lot higher. Also, the percentage on, on silver on the increase was 2.5% on gold, 1.7%. And, of course, the big one we mentioned was 3.8% on oil. I did just check the uh, Gold Miners Index, the GDX. Uh, it did gap up today, Jay. It did a breakout above 60 on the index. Uh, the close was in the top third of the bar, which is saying more buying for shares tomorrow. Uh, with that breakout gap and um, the movement through the so we're uh, really through resistance at 60, it's on its way up. So it's really looking bullish for the metals right now. Um, hard, it's hard to, uh, it, you know, it, it feels so much. Chan and Roger, I, I'd like to invite both of you to comment on this. It feels so much to me like what we heard or what what I felt uh, in 19. Uh, I mean, in 2008. 2007, 2008. It seems like a one-way street. Doesn't matter what you buy, it goes up these days. You know, uh, bonds remain strong for the most part. Uh, the you know, we, uh, and 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 commodity prices remain strong, and stocks are strong. Um, and it's really difficult, you know, to take cash. And yet, one part of me says we need to be cautious. We need to build cash. We need to be ready for the next shoe to drop. Um, Chen, just a quick comment from you, and then we've got to wrap up here. I see we only got another minute or so left. Yeah, that's a, that's a concern. I mean, all, and also oil price, if a rise, will be, uh, you know, 2007, 2008 again. You, you see gold miner will underperform physical gold. And in this situation, the royalty company actually will perform better than gold stocks. But we'll see if oil continues to rise. I hope not, but I'm concerned. So royalty companies, you have any in mind, Chen? Any that you might that you might watch? Uh, not not yet. <laughs> I just, still just have some gold wheat and uh, Warren, but uh, that's pretty much. But I used to own gold wheat until it was taken over. Well, well just in uh, just in general, I would say I, I would be in an agreement with Chen on that. It's safer. Also, the project generator companies like uh, John Mark Stoudy's Riverside, uh, Mill Rock Resources, which is a sponsor of this show. Another company that that is really, I think, uh, outstanding, uh, because you get other companies to spend their high risk capital putting holes in the ground, which is very, very costly. And uh, of course, I think that we are in a bull market of a lifetime for the gold mining shares. Uh, I'll be talking about that uh, at the PDAC in Toronto uh, next week, next Sunday, actually. Uh, anyway, that's all the time we have for this week. Thanks, Chen and Roger, for being with us. Folks, I want to tell you that next week we're going to have Dr. William Davis Eaton. He's the author of a book titled Liberal Betrayal of America and the Tea Party Firestone Storm. And also after him, we're going to have Howard Davidowitz is going to be back with us. Howard is one of the most colorful commentators on the retail market, I think, in the, in the world. Really always uh, provocative and interesting. Uh, he tells it like it is. Howard doesn't pull any punches. Always a lot of fun. I'm really looking forward to next week's show. Well, in closing, I want to thank each of you for listening to this show again, making this the number one show on the Voice America business channel. I want to thank my senior executive producer, Tacey Trump, Ruben Colombe, my operations manager, Justin Jackman, my engineer, for making this show logistically possible. Again, thanks to each of you for listening. Until next week, goodbye and God's blessings to you. again for listening to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor. Please join us again next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Now the thing about time is that time isn't really real. 
Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.